Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail. We're mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. I'm Gary Ware, your host. And today I have my really, really, really good friend, Stephanie Garcia, my co-worker at IDEA, and she also runs the blog, HeyStephanie.com. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Gary. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes. And before we jump back and figure out how you got to where you are, just tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing. So right now, I'm the director of social strategy at our creative agency here in San Diego called IDEA. I have a number of clients that I love working with, like Harris Resort Southern California, Westfield UTC, and Provide Commerce. So a lot of them are just fun to work with. And that's me kicking butt at the agency. <laughs> awesome. And then uh, HeyStephanie.com. Tell us a little bit about that. What is, what is that blog all about? Sure. Well, the funny story about HeyStephanie.com is that it started when I started working at an agency and people just kept asking me all these questions. They would just tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, Stephanie, how do you do this Google Analytics report? Hey, Stephanie, how do you do this and how do you do that? And then finally, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create like a resource blog. I'm just going to teach you everything that I know and put it all up on there. So it started off as a joke. So it was like, HeyStephanie.com. And then from there, it's really just taken off as your go-to source for anything that you want to learn about social media and, and marketing in general. Awesome. And speaking of marketing, you didn't even start out in marketing when you were in college, right? You, your degree was in psychology. Is that correct? Yeah, psychology. I, I was very interested in learning about why people think the way that they do. And it, it might be like that whole youngest syndrome that you and I go back and forth about. <laughs> yeah. Where I just... You know, as the third child, I would just always observe my older siblings and just be like, why, why did you do that? Of course mom's going to yell at you, you know? So I just always wanted to learn why people act the way that they do. And that ah. was psychology. Yeah. So you graduated from San Diego State, degree in psychology, and then what? How did you, let's talk about your first job that you got outside of college. Uh, like first full-time job? Yeah, first full-time job. Okay, so my first full-time job was over at Divix, which was a software uh, company. You're probably very familiar that you could um, decrease the size of a movie file into like one-tenth of its original size. But um, yeah, I worked at Divix, and it was really a, a startup environment. And it was really cool because you got to work with people that were in love with Silicon Valley and just had that startup mentality. And I was the HR administrator. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. Yeah. And I helped out a lot with uh, recruiting for a lot of the engineer and marketing positions. So that's where I really um, got my, my first taste of marketing was trying to really understand what the marketing managers were looking for when they were hiring people. Gotcha. So degree in psychology, ended up doing HR for a startup, a technology firm. And how did you end up doing marketing? That's a, that's really funny too, because when I was in HR, I knew when everyone's birthday was or when they were having a wedding. And so as the HR person, you'd always start off like the, the birthday card. And so I was really into scrapbooking at that time. And I would make handmade greeting cards, birthday cards, and I would sell them on Etsy. You know what Etsy is, right? Yes. Yeah. So 
and it, it started to flourish really people were buying my handmade cards and I realized oh my gosh what do I need to do to actually grow like this side hustle you know and that's when I realized I needed to do marketing and I need to learn about blogging and e-commerce and how to write copy and so since I was doing uh, hiring for the marketing departments I really just kind of sat down with the marketing manager and I said you know what I really want to learn more about online marketing oh wow and so that was your first taste in marketing and you got a mentor. Can you talk to our audience about how you went about getting a mentor? Did you just go up and ask them or were you a little bit timid? Can you tell us that story? Yeah. You know, well, the funny thing about when you work at a startup environment, you can't really be timid unless you're an engineer. Cause then it's kind of <laughs> accepted that, that you're introverted, but you know, in a startup environment, you really just have to have that go-getter attitude and that willingness or that ballsiness just to walk up to anyone and, and pitch an idea. So because I already had this relationship with the marketing manager, I just said, hey, you know what? I'm really interested in marketing. What can I do to get started or how can I get into your department? Because I know you guys are doing so well. Great. And what sort of advice did they give you? Uh, and this would be great for our listeners, especially the ones that may be in one field and they're looking to transition to another and they want to do it tactfully. What would advice be to yeah, you? Yeah, just to get the advice for them on how to get advice from a mentor to help them in that transition. Sure. I think it's really just having a goal in mind of what you want to do. And so I, I really explained my case with, with the marketing manager and I said, look, Brian, I really want to learn about online marketing because I'm doing this, this Etsy thing and I want to learn. And I was very specific about what I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how to do um, some Photoshop, how to write copy, what, what's, what's this whole e-commerce funnel thing about and why is it important to blog? And so he knew that when he was going to take me on board, those were the four things that I really wanted to learn about. And so when I transferred over to that department, it was really structured around those four key concepts. Awesome. So you made the leap from HR to marketing at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so after Divix, uh, you went to another startup. Was Is that correct? Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the funny thing um, is that I was at Divix in that marketing position for probably like three or four months. And because they were shifting, you know, it's a startup, they actually had to let that whole entire marketing department go. So I was laid off. And so that was like my whole like, oh, crap, like, what do I do? You know, because it, it was like I went to college because of psychology and that factors into like human resources. And I had been doing it for that at least for two years before I decided, oh, let's do marketing. And then I got laid off and it's like, oh, what? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, do I do I go back to what was safe? And go back to HR, or do I do I continue to forge ahead with this new career path that I wanted to go? You know, guns a blazing, and so that's when um, I decided just to go do the marketing. And it wasn't it wasn't that I just found this new company. The new company was Brickfish, and it was a social media agency. Um, what had happened was because since I had a good reputation over at Divix, the past president of of Divix was now um, the CEO of Brickfish. And I got referrals from Divix to go over to Brickfish. So that's how I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. Awesome. And when you went over to Brickfish, what was your role there? My role over at Brickfish was I was a program analyst. Wow. <laughs> it sounds so hardcore. And it, it was. 
It was because it dealt with a lot of numbers and understanding social media campaigns. And back then, that I, gosh, I think this was back in 2007 when social media was still like the experimental budget. And a lot of people were like, yeah, you know, we could do this contest and that contest. And it was really like, well, how do you know if this is really effective and how do you benchmark it? And so that was my role. And so is this was this your first real taste into jumping into analytics and crunching numbers and, and starting to get insights? Uh, the first taste of that was over at DivX, but again, it was only like three or four months. Yeah. But yeah, when I went over to to Brickfish, it was just a whole lot of data because it had to do with every every type of metric you could get from social media and all the different social media platforms out there, like views, clicks, signups, um, contest entries, all of that stuff. Gotcha. And so you're at how long were you at Brickfish before you made the transition to your next job? I think I was there for a year and a half or maybe two years. That's that's the funny thing about agency life that I kind of started to learn is that, that that's kind of like the sweet spot, like two, three years, and then people kind of tend to jump. Gotcha. And so you're at Brickfish. Did you leave uh, Brickfish to go to your next adventure or was it... Um, one of those things where they had downsizing. Uh, tell us about that transition. Sure. Well, so again, this was like back in 2007 where social media budgets were very experimental. And a lot of the campaigns that we were running, it's like, okay, it was just a flash in the pan, in the pan but clients didn't want to do it again. Um, and so that kind of concerned me. I was like, you know what, if I'm going to really make my stake in this whole digital marketing, I want to know every aspect around it. I didn't just want to be that... Um, that one trick pony, you know, like you only know social media. So I wanted, I definitely wanted to learn more about search engine marketing and SEO. And so before I even made the jump, I went to, what was it? Uh, UC San Diego has that, um, they have a, they have a few courses over there. I think it was the guy from SEO Inc. And it was like a three day workshop, hardcore on everything you learned about SEM and SEO. And when I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, why aren't we doing this at Brickfish? Like, there's this whole, like, world out there. It was like opening a Pandora's box. And then that's when just, I guess, serendipity, that's when, um, what was his name? I think his name was Jack. Did he call you too for Kavari? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's the rude recruiter for Kavari. Yeah. yeah. So that's when Jack called me. And then, again, I had this vision of what I what my next step was, what I wanted to learn. And we talked about that. I was like, okay, so what is this Cavario place and what can I learn? And let me tell you what I could bring to the table. And that's how I got my feet or that's how I got over to Cavario. Gotcha. And so when you jumped from Brickfish to Cavario, what was, what were the two different positions? Because they were completely different. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. At Brickfish, it was, again, looking at the campaigns and seeing how they were running and also doing like influencer outreach. At Cavario, it was search engine marketing and how to build paid search campaigns. And it was more on a global scale. So that was the part where you went from, you know, USA, this, and now it's like I was managing all of Asia Pacific. Yes. And I was probably in my mid-20s. I was like, oh my gosh, wow, you're giving me like a twelve like a twenty million dollar budget. All right. You yeah, know? Yeah, let's run with it. And can you give some some tips on how you were able to sell yourself to get this job at Cavario. Sure. Um, 
Well, the one thing that I always try to do on my resumes or even in interviews is when people ask me, you know, what have you done? I don't just list off, you know, my task or roles and responsibilities. I usually highlight what my accomplishments were. So if I say, you know, month over or quarter over quarter, I was managing an X million dollar budget and I grew that 10% quarter over quarter. I would highlight basically those accomplishments. And then that would really steer the conversation of, oh, okay, how did you do that? And that gave me a chance to really explain my strategic thinking, um, my analysis of the whole entire situation and go about it that way, as opposed to, oh, you know, I did weekly reports, monthly reports. Gotcha. Very specific, very performance-based, mm-hmm. results-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's because really when when employees when employers want to bring on a new employee, it's really about how are you going to add value? Because not only is the company going to be paying for your salary and also your other benefits like education reimbursement, but what are you going to do with that? How are you going to help them go to the next level? Perfect. And can you give our listeners some advice on choosing the right company? You made a deliberate jump from Brickfish to Cavario because it was going to add to what you were looking to get out of. Um, mm-hmm. How can someone looking to do something similar not just jump just because of the paycheck or yeah. one aspect? You know, one, one, one advice that I always try to give everyone is that when you're getting interviewed, you're not the only person that's interviewing. So, like, let's say if I, if I wanted to go any job position right now, they're going to ask me these questions, but I have to ask them questions as well too, just to make sure that our values align and um, what they envision for, for my growth within the company. As long as they have a roadmap for that, that's really what I'm looking for. And that's what I try to try to search for in a, in a company. Um, I've never, I've never really tried to just sit there and just be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to be in this one position. I'm always thinking of the next step of how, how is this analyst position going to jump me to a manager and how's this manager going to turn into a strategist and strategist into a director. Perfect. And you seem very driven, um, as far (laughs) as your, your steps. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you stay just driven? Do you have goals that you set for yourself? Do you do visioning? Do you have any tips on just, keeping at it and hustling and, and staying focused? You know, uh, so staying focused. Yeah. On your end goal. On my end goal. Yeah. It's so every year I always try to write down, you know, what do I want to accomplish this year, both professionally and personally. And then it's, it's like creating your own little strategy map of how do you, how do you expect yourself to get there? And, um, so that's generally what I do. And what's always helpful is, you know, if you work at any company where you have a quarterly review or a yearly review, those are always the best time to kind of figure out if you're really actually ad- obtaining the goals that you first set forth. Gotcha. And so jumping forward even further, uh, when you were at Cavario, you really excelled and you ended up leading a team. And I, one thing that I admired about you is when you got your reviews, you didn't just leave it up to chance. You actually provided fodder to help justify your perform your in result. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you would do? Sure. So I, the the funny thing is that when you do yearly reviews, sometimes your boss isn't really going to remember those great accomplishments that you made. And so what I would always do is I'd have like this notepad and I would just jot down like, okay, I was able to grow this from that. And I would 
literally write down my accomplishments. And then when it was time for my reviews, I would explain, you know, what was the situation and how did I, how did I move the needle from point A to point B? Just in case, you know, your, your boss is really busy sometimes. And sometimes they just need that little friendly reminder, uh, friendly reminder. Um, and so it's just like, you know, this is what I've done in the past year. And this is the growth that I've had. Awesome. And yeah, that's proved to be very successful for you. And so now you are not necessarily at the practitioner level. You're at the strategic level. You are leading teams. So how is your life different now than it was, say, back at the Brickfish days? Now, like at IDAA? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how you see things. Uh, how, how is your point of view and perspective different? You know, after having a couple of years of just digital marketing underneath my belt and just having all these different disciplines now, it's really, you know, when we sit down with a client, you know, we're their trusted advisor, especially from an agency perspective. And they're trusting that when we give them solutions, it's going to be from various perspectives. So it's not just this one siloed thing. And so now when I sit down with a client, I could give them advice on how to approach it strategically in terms of social, SEO, and SEM. Whereas back in the Brickfish days, I would have just been very focused on analytics, and this is what you could do from social and outreach. Gotcha. And just to touch on a little bit on on the personal side, you're also very outgoing in your personal life. Um, you've gone skydiving, and you go, <laughs> and you do Krav Maga, um, and one would look at you and not really expect that you are so <laughs> outgoing. So, how do you keep that balance between personal and professional, and keep pushing yourself on both ends? Okay, so it's actually really quite funny that you say that. Um, the funny thing about skydiving and rock climbing and Krav Maga or even taking like Muay Thai kickboxing is I force myself to be uncomfortable because, uh, you know, it's, it's just this fear. You know, if you get too comfortable, you're not going to grow. And so I, 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 it's, it's funny because you've heard me sometimes. We're like, oh, my God, I'm going to like this rock climbing thing. It's so scary. And then you ask me two weeks later, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's like the funnest thing ever. And yeah, it's just, I put myself into crazy, uncomfortable situations because that helps me in terms of like mental toughness and being able to prepare myself and think on my feet and um, just get comfortable in my own skin and build that confidence. Um, so that's, that's why I do all those crazy stunts. Awesome. And you did skydiving, which is ridiculous. And that is something I have yet to do, but it's it's on the bucket list. If someone is looking to do something just ridiculous like this, can you talk through your step-by-step step on how you were able to talk yourself into it? Like from the moment of like jumping oh. out of the plane. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's really positive affirmations. And it's like, you can do this. You can do this. You're going to be fine. And knowing that you're in good hands, that, that this is a business and that they're the experts in what they do, so they're going to take care of you. And that was something that really kind of um, rubbed off on me because now when I have these clients and they're really kind of iffy about, oh, you know, I don't know about online marketing. It's like, look, you know, I'm the expert in this. I will help, I'll help you put on your, like, your safety gear and your harness and I'll teach you everything that you need to know. And then when it's time to jump, I'm going to jump with you to make sure that you land safely. So that's kind of what's transitioned in that. 
Uh, awesome. And thank you for tying it back, uh, you know, into the, to the client world. And so a lot of your personal adventures really gets its way back into um, professional life. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Um, and can you talk a little bit more about what you're currently doing now? You're learning how to do Krav Maga. Can you tell our audience a little bit what that is and why you decided to sure. try that? Uh, so Krav Maga is like an Israeli self-defense. And the way that I always like to share it is like, it's like Jason Bourne and it's the Bourne identity. <laughs> so if anyone tries to attack me, I could definitely learn how to defend myself. Um, what are the things that you start to notice about yourself? Uh, it's like this self-awareness. When you start to take self-defense classes or any type of physical sport is that you become very comfortable and confident in your own skin and how that how that um, translate over into the professional world is you start to own your voice and you start to feel comfortable being in a room with different people because really in Krav Maga, you're always assessing your situation. Like what's in the room? Where's the next exit? So for me, when I was like presenting, it was really like, who's in the room? Whose attention am I capturing? And that's, yeah, that's how it all kind of translates for me. Awesome. And you're always learning and for social media, digital advertising, digital strategy, it's evolving. Can you give some tips to our audience on how you like to stay abreast of everything and, and stay up to date? Sure. I love listening to podcasts. So I, you know, you're the one that actually introduced me to Pat Flynn. I love him. I think he's such a down to earth type of guy. I love listening to him. And, you know, I live in Chula Vista, and so when I drive to work, it's usually like a 35-minute car ride. So I could easily go through Pat Flynn's podcast, Social Media Examiner, Amy Porterfield. Um, but sometimes you just need something in your face to watch. And if there's ever an area where I want to learn more about it, I'll Google it, and I'll see like who's the industry expert and try to take a course from them. Like uh, Cynthia Sanchez, she's the host of the Oso oh Pinteresting podcast, and she had this really great program where it's like a three work work three week workshop and she had like a private face Facebook group. I was like, I want in on that. Perfect. And speaking of podcasts, you're actually looking to launch your own podcast here pretty soon too, correct? I am, yeah. And it's, what's uh, the topic of that? <laughs> it's called it's it's going to be called Agency Hacker and it's really going to teaching people if you want to go into the agency world, this is how to survive and thrive. So I'll be sharing everything from tips and tricks to reporting templates on how I was able to work smarter and not harder. Awesome. Cause really, yeah, because really agency life will, will suck the life out of you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and so you just really have to work smarter and just really be um, efficient. And so that's my goal with that podcast. Great. Okay. And we'll make sure to update the show notes with links to those as those come out. Um, all right, cool. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to go through the lightning round. So hang tight and we'll be right back. To kick off the launch of the Breakthrough Cocktail Podcast, we are throwing a contest. I'm giving away some of my favorite books that will help you level up your life. Also, one lucky winner will get a chance to join me at an exclusive mastermind event here in San Diego in December 2014. To learn more and to enter, go to www.breakthroughcocktail.com slash launch dash contest. Good luck. Hey, Breakthrough Cocktailers. I want to take a moment and tell you about Compassionate. Compassionate is a global social movement and nonprofit that strives to make compassion a verb. 
It was started by my friend Sarah Shire, and her mission is to inspire you to take daily compassion actions. How does she do this? It's with her compassionate wristband. You start the day on the black side, and when you compassion it, you flip it to the white side. The wristband is only $10, and the funds go towards compassion training all over the world. To buy yours today, go to www.compassionate.com. That's C-O-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N-I-T dot com. And we're back, and I have my awesome guest, Stephanie Garcia of IDEA and HeyStephanie.com. And now we're going to jump into the lightning round. So, Stephanie, are you ready? I am. Let's do this. And it wouldn't be a Breakthrough Cocktail podcast without finding out what you're drinking. So, what are you drinking uh, this morning, Stephanie? (laughs) I'm drinking a Gatorade Frost. What is Gatorade Frost? It's it's the it's like the quest it's the quench what is this thirst quencher. It's like when you work out and then you need like um so electrolytes and all that good stuff. Oh, I know what Gatorade is, but I didn't know what Gatorade <laughs> Frost is. <laughs> oh, Frost? Sick. Gatorade Blue. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, that's the flavor. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're so descriptive. You're like, you know, when you need electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when you ask that, it's like you just pick it up. It's like. Gatorade Frost, the Glacier Freeze. Yeah, yeah. The okay. blue Gatorade. Gotcha. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I think I just like colors. Uh, for me, I am drinking by five. It is fused with antioxidants. This flavor is Panama Peach. And I actually got this for free when I went to the grocery store. Because, funny story, I went in because our dogs are out of food. And it's Albertson's 70th year anniversary, and they were doing a trivia contest. And I happened to know what actress said the phrase, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And then as I was leaving, they just handed me this big bag of groceries. And in this was this uh, drink. And it's actually quite good. And it's only five yeah. calories. That's good. Did your little bag come with a um, with coupon too for it? No. It, that would have been a gr- I know. Thinking about marketing, that would have been awesome. Um you know, to do that, or maybe some hashtags or something like that. Yeah. So, so if anyone is doing marketing for Albertsons and listening, here's some tips. Uh, you can definitely go to Stephanie. She'll help you out. <laughs> um, all right. So let's jump into the lightning round. These are some questions that I ask all of my guests here on Breakthrough Cocktail. And the first question is, when you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I didn't think I really had an idea of what I wanted to be, but I knew that I wanted to teach people something. Because I remember when I was little, I would line up my little stuffed animals, and then I would stand in front of them, and I would be pointing to a board, and I'd just be, I would just be like, and this bibbidi-bobbidi-doo, and I would like make up words, and my sister would walk in, and she was just like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm teaching these animals. Um, but yeah, I just, I just knew that I wanted to teach people and, and help them. That's just kind of always been my thing. Awesome. And the next question is, what was your very first job growing up? Oh, geez. Uh, it was either when I worked at a Chinese fast food restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of like the Panda Express version, but not called Panda Express. Or it was Mervyn's. Ah, Mervyn's. Uh, yeah, retail. I know. Retail was, was just crazy because you start to realize how messy it gets like so quickly after you like folded this whole entire wall of jeans. But it was, it was either between one of those two. Gotcha. And now that you're professional and, 
you know, very established. Do you have any hobbies or things other than what we talked about earlier that you like to do for fun? Other than um, rock climbing? <laughs> yeah, and, and kicking people's asses and jumping out of plates. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, I'm really just like into physical sports. And like I said, it just gets, it's a, it's a two for one. You get into shape really well. And then it's also that mental toughness and it's just getting, it's, yeah, it's just like visualizing how you get from one place to the other and just how you see yourself getting stronger. Gotcha. Uh, next question is, are you a morning person or a night person? I'm definitely a morning person. Gotcha. And being a morning person, what are some of your daily rituals that you have to do in order to get rolling with the day? Yeah. Well, you know, because mornings are just the important time to reflect and get your mind and body ready for a long, productive day ahead. You always hear me, agency life, you never know. I'm usually like, eat the carbs. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that just means like getting the fuel you'll need to face the world. So my big thing every morning is I have to eat breakfast. And it's just no one talked to me until I eat breakfast because otherwise it's, it's the creativity is not happening. I can't give you a logical explanation for anything. It's just very much I'm not ready yet. Yep. Totally get it. And uh, last two questions that I have for you. The first one is, are there any quotes that you love to reflect on that helps you lead your life? Yeah. Um, this one is from one of my favorite books. And I think you've actually heard me say this time and time again. My favorite book is Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office by Lois P. Frankel. And one of the, the quotes that I always have highlighted is, there's something you must always remember. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Wow, that is that's deep. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a little sticky that I have here at home. Oh, great! And the last one is if you can give our listeners one tip that they can do right now to help them find their passion and live an awesome life. What would that be? Does it just have to be one thing? You can give a whole array. It's fine. Okay. Um, first, it's okay to make mistakes just as long as you don't make that same mistake twice. So learn from it. Um, the second, just because, you know, after you graduate college and everything, you start to work into this world and then you, you kind of lose sight of this whole work-life balance. And so the second piece is really respect yourself to walk away from anything that does not serve you, grow you, or make you happy. So if you've graduated from college and you're like, all right, I've got this degree in finance, I have to live in the finance world, and you just realize it's not working for you, find your other passion, switch it up. Perfect. Oh my gosh, these are just so good. And don't worry about writing these things down. We are gonna have all of them in the show notes. And Stephanie, thanks again for being on the show. And if you could just let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you if they have further questions. You know what? Definitely hit me up on Facebook. Just go over to facebook.com. Hey, Stephanie Liu. That's L-I-U. Uh, if your guests don't know, if your listeners don't know, I'm actually getting married in September. So I won't be Stephanie Garcia anymore. I'll be Stephanie Liu. Yeah. So facebook.com. Hey, Stephanie L-I-U. Or just head over to heystephanie.com. 
ask me any questions there. Um, if they have any marketing questions, that's always great fodder for me for a future blog post. Perfect. All right. And we'll have all of these links on the show notes. And until next time, audience, stay awesome. And we'll see you again. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.breakthroughcocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the insider newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome.